Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Round Ball Stew. I'm Dan Titus, joined with NBC Sports Edge, fantasy basketball analyst and aficionado, Raphael Johnson. We're back. It's week 16. Man, Raph, we only, we're just talking about it. We're fastly approaching the playoffs here. I think most mm-hmm. the default leagues, the playoffs are, are March 6th, so that's week 20. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're getting pretty close to the, uh, the end here. But, yeah, we got some... Uh, a lot of stuff to talk about. It's been a productive mm-hmm. week in the association, so we'll run through some notable news, some injuries. Got to get to the trade rumors because the trade deadline is, is fast approaching also on next Thursday. And then uh, we'll get into our waiver pickups and some buys and sells. So let's kick it off, man. Luka Doncic kicked off the week, 53 points, eight rebounds, five dimes, two steals. Man, this is what is this the 19th, 50, 18th, 15-point game we've had this season? <laughs> like... Yeah. I was looking at it from last year, man. It's just crazy how much like we've already set. We've already reached all of the marks in 50 and 40 point games at this point in the season. And we're only like 60% of the way through. So, yeah. What are your thoughts on Luca and uh, just the, the scoring surge, man, continues? Luca's Luca. You know, he, he's going to have he's going to have nights like this. Um, there was a back and forth between he and Pistons assistant Jerome Allen. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things where. He's going to get his. You kind of just need to let sleeping dogs lie. And the funny thing about the 53 points is that Jerome, obviously a great point guard, University of Pennsylvania, played alongside Matt Maloney. He wore it. Oh, shouts to Matt out. Maloney. Yeah, that was a great backcourt. <laughs> it was. And it he, was. And he wore number 53 in college. I don't think Luca <laughs> knew that. But it's just kind of a funny coincidence that he, he got 53 points in that win the other night. That's hilarious. Um, and shouts, you're only going to get on round ball stew talking about Matt Maloney. <laughs> that is, wow, that is a throwback. Um, but while, might as well stay in Philly. Same night, Joel Embiid uh, versus Nikola Jokic. Embiid absolutely dominated and destroyed Jokic. 47 points, 18 rebounds, 5 assists, 5 stocks. Question to you is, uh, looking at BetMGM, the latest odds for MVP uh, we got Embiid at plus two ten and or two sixty plus two sixty, and then you have um, uh, Jokic at plus one ten. Do you think that Joel Embiid is kind of closing the gap here on MVP after that performance? I think he can. You know, we we've seen to follow these MVP con, you know races throughout the years. It seems like there's a section of voters who are always looking for a storyline or a narrative to kind of attach their vote to. So I think a performance like this could be the start of that. Obviously, they have to play again in Denver. So for all we know, the tables could turn in that meeting. Um, but I think what helps him beat more is the fact that Philadelphia has kind of moved up this the pecking order in the East. You know, we've seen Boston struggle a bit recently. Uh, Milwaukee's just getting back to full strength. Brooklyn's had its moments as well. But Philadelphia's kind of just kind of chugging along there. Um, and as they continue to improve, they can move into that one spot. I think that would be what would, would have a greater impact on the MVP voting than one game. 
Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think it's all about the standings. And right now with Denver still cruising in the first place in the West, Embiid is going to have to get to that, you know, first place uh, conversation if the Sixers can get there. Um, but uh, yeah, Joe Mazzulla, shout to him. Boston Celtics being named the, was it the Rising Stars coach? He's the, he was oh, he's, he's an all-star Team coach. Giannis. Yes, he's Team, Giannis. Team Giannis. Giannis. Yes. Team Giannis. Good correction there. I uh, don't want to diminish my man's uh, success <laughs> here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, LeBron. He's uh, 89 points away from breaking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's scoring record. He's got on his schedule the next three games. It's looking like the Pelicans, the Thunder, and then Milwaukee February 9th at home. What game do you think that he's going to break the record? I'm going to say Oklahoma City. Uh, They got a game in Indiana on Thursday. Then they go to New Orleans, I believe. So I think what he's been doing offensively, that Oklahoma City game seems to be the one. If it gets to Milwaukee, I'd be a bit surprised. I think he'd have to average, based on the stats that TNT showed last night, a little under 18 points per game. Yeah, which is – that's pretty much it. He's going to yeah, get right? that over. No one's offering <laughs> been, LeBron at 18 points. We've been watching LeBron James for how long? He, he ain't <laughs> averaging 18. You know? So I'm going to say that Oklahoma City game is when he's going to do it. Okay. Yeah, I think there would be some – I think it would be a pretty cool narrative if uh, he made it to February 9th. I don't know. Maybe he sits out against the Thunder mm-hmm. and uh, decides to do it. In Kare- Just the fact that Kareem played for the Bucks at one point yeah. um, as Luau Cinder. Yeah, but either way, you know, this record is going to get broken. And quietly, I don't think it was very well advertised, but uh, LeBron just passed Steve Nash for fourth all-time mm-hmm. in the assist list. So LeBron just continues to climb, man. Um, definitely one of the GOATs. See what else is going on. So the Wizards... They have some issues. We're recording this on Wednesday, obviously live on Twitch at one, but uh, it seems like the Detroit-Washington game for Wednesday night is going to be canceled. There's rumors that maybe the Pelicans could be impacted because they play against the Dallas Mavericks. Um, There's been some trouble in Dallas-Fort Worth, so you know Pistons can't get out to go play against Washington. Um, But Washington, six straight wins. Is Denny Avida the pickup of the week, though, and potentially a, uh, a hold for the rest of the season? I'd say yes on both accounts. Um, he benefited from Chris Tapp's Porzingis being out. And then you combine that with the Rui Hachimura trade. That kind of expanded his role and his playing time. Porzingis comes back the other night in Dallas. No Daniel Gafford because of illness. That kind of right. protected Abdia. But I think the long-term impact of that Hachimura trade is what's going to protect him. So I think he's someone that if you pick him up now, you may want to hold on to him for a bit just to see where that thing goes. Definitely. There's no reason to not continue to ride this wave. Um, even though he's coming off the bench, he's seen nearly 30 minutes. Um, I think Danny is definitely a person, you know, averaging a double-double practically um, since Rui's been out or Rui's been traded. Uh, this is a guy you're going to want a roster right now. I mean, he dropped two, 25 points last mm-hmm. night in 33 minutes with nine boards. And he, he gives you the steals, too. So I think that's an underrated thing about Denny is that he also plays defense uh, pretty well. So totally agree with that. Um Talking about rankings, a couple surprises. Kyrie finished week 16 as the number one overall. Actually, he's been overall, uh, number one overall for the past two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but right behind him is Kawhi Leonard. And the Clippers have been moving up the standings, winning six of their last seven games. They're now fourth in the West, partially because the Pelicans lost nine straight. So uh, it's been some active um, flip-flopping around this Western division here. But, um, yeah, give me your thoughts on Kawhi, man, and – 
what were you doing earlier in the season? And is this much of what you expected for him now to be kind of locked in and, and, and doing what fans managers expected? Yeah. So I think the biggest concern was the availability aspect, you know, so he's played really good basketball when he's been able to string together some games and they're coming into a really good portion of their schedule. I think they go over a month without any back-to-backs here. Uh, so you, there could still be that occasional injury management night. Sure. But I think you're in a much better spot if you have Kawhi Leonard rostered now than, say, early December, just because of the schedule and the workload that he'll probably have to take on. Yeah, totally agree. And uh, it seems like the Clippers are trying to be buyers at the deadline. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been reported that he and Paul George are really wanting to get a point guard there. Yeah. Seen some rumors floating around with Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet. Um, don't know what the Clippers are going to do, but it's clear that the John Wall, Reggie Jackson split time thing isn't really working too well. Yeah. Um, Marcus Marcus Morris has been missing time with a rib injury. Um, this team's kind of old, so I, I think they do need to get, I don't know, either they need to build out more of that depth. Norman Powell's been playing outstanding. Um, what are you doing with him, actually? What, is that a guy that you're going to hold on? Do you think he can continue to keep up this uh, hot scoring and, and uh, shooting? Yeah, I think he's a hold. Um, it took a little while for him to get used to kind of the role that they wanted to play just because it fluctuated so much because of the other injuries and whatnot. So yeah. I think he's a bit secure in his role right now, and that, that's really good for, for his value to the Clippers and also fantasy managers. For sure. Um, so let's talk about some injury stuff because I think there's some significant players that are coming back or are back. Uh, the first one, Tyrese Halliburton of the Indiana Pacers. He's hopeful to return on Thursday. Does this spell the doom of TJ McConnell? Are you dropping him? I'm not dropping him right away, but I think it's going to be about that time pretty soon. Eventually Halliburton's going to be in a spot where he's back to taking on his usual workload. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's when I think you would do it. But I, I think he's – I would expect him to be on a bit of a minutes restriction to start back up. And TJ's been so good in terms of what he's given them, the improved scoring. You know you're going to get the assist and the defense from him, but the scoring and the percentages have been really good for him. So I'm not going to drop him right away. Um, but it's we're getting to that point. And I would like to quickly add, if we go by the true definition of the word valuable – Tyrese Halliburton should probably be in the running for MVP, if we're being <laughs> honest. Like, yeah. I know he's not going to be in there because of the superstars that we discussed prior to this, but that team's been really bad without him. Um, even though we've seen some flashes, the, the record speaks for itself without Tyrese on the floor. The Pacers are 2-10 and 10 without Tyrese Halliburton this season, so that is a fair, fair case, you know? Like, I, I think that that's... Man, it's just crazy the way that they've slid without Tyrese. But he's one of the best point guards in the NBA. That much is that much is true, and we know that. Fantasy, I feel like the fantasy community knew it before, like the Hoopers. Knew yeah. it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, just got uh, an alert. Devin Booker is looking to return on Friday. This is great news for the Suns. They need him back yeah. in the worst way. I um, think this probably hurts Cam Johnson a little bit. He's been riding uh, – he's been scoring a lot more lately. But is there anyone else impacted that you think um, – I think this is probably going to be better for the Suns as a whole. Yeah. I think Cam Johnson's the biggest one. I don't see Mikael Bridges turning back. Uh, he's been really aggressive yeah. offensively. And they can't afford for him to turn back. Um, so I think he's going to be fine. And Cam Johnson, offensively, this may turn him to even more of a catch-and-shoot guy than mm-hmm. he was without Booker. So I think he's the one who's going to be hurt the most. You know, obviously, Torrey Craig, not really a high-rostered guy, but – 
I think he ends up being in that bench role, which really limits what little value he was giving you to begin with. Yep, agree with that. Um, Zion Williamson, um, he looks like he's returned to running. He's going to be reevaluated next week, but the uh, the the Pelicans are expected to be cautious, as they say, mm-hmm. with his return. The Pelicans need him back, but I think it's good news for fantasy managers that you're getting him back, hopefully within the next couple of weeks here. But, you know, these soft tissue issues always seem to kind of mm-hmm. um, belabor these players for extended period of time. So hopefully Zion's good, but that's good to hear. Um, and then also, KD, we I think this this news came out last week. We, we forgot to mention yeah. it, but KD is supposed to be coming back by the All-Star break, and he hopes to play in the All-Star game. So um, what do you think that that does from a fantasy perspective? Royce O'Neal? Um, yeah, what do you think that that does? I think Royce will be fine just because of how productive he was fantasy-wise before the injury. So I think he'll be okay. If anything, you may be looking at someone like a Seth Curry or a Joe Harris taking a hit. Um, they've benefited from Ben Simmons being out as well recently. But I think those are the two guys that I think would take the biggest hit fantasy, fantasy-wise. Yeah, and the Minnesota Timberwolves are getting back Carl Anthony Towns at some point. Still not too much clarity there, but he is reportedly making progress, but there's no timetable for his return. They're going to make sure that he's fully healthy. Um, does that give Kyle Anderson some more staying power here? You're not you're not dropping him preemptively. Yeah, he, you can't drop him. Um, just the, the importance that he's that he's played in that starting lineup for one. And then when he gets that split to play with bit with the second unit, you know, to, mm-hmm. for his playmaking ability. So yeah, there's no way you can drop Kyle Anderson right now. And I'd probably even hold them even after Cat is back. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what that front court looks like when everybody's seemingly healthy here. But yeah, man, Kyle Anderson, just the playmaking ability, the versatility, even though he doesn't score that much sometimes, man, he just fills up the box score. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's just an extremely invaluable player. Also, Jaden McDaniels has been playing very yeah. well. too. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully he doesn't take too much of a hit when Cat returns. But what are you thinking about Cat? You know, is this someone that you would even risk trading for? Like, are you and do you, what confidence? I say, I should say, what's your confidence level that he's going to return before the fantasy playoffs or actually make an impact in the fantasy playoffs? I honestly don't have much confidence, to be honest with you. Um, I just said honest twice in the same, sentence. Sorry about that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't have much confidence because it was initially reported that it was a grade two strain of the calf, but it actually wasn't, it was a bit more severe than that, um, based on what Cat said himself. I think it was a grade three. So you add that in to the fact that this team's kind of floundering right now. There's they're in a mix with a playing spot, but how long is that going to last? Uh, I don't know. I think you're going to try to fight for that, but I don't really see much of a, a way up for them. You know, you finish ninth or tenth. I guess that's good, but you know, like I don't really see that team making a run with the healthy Carl Anthony Towns just because of how awkward that fit was between he and Gobert. Yeah, I mean, they're one game over 500 right now. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you get, you can't deny it. They're definitely underwhelming here. But the the West is so tight that, mm-hmm. you know, you go on a five-game win streak yeah. at some point, and it, and it makes a huge difference in the standings. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're kind of just floating by here. So I'm curious to see what they do at the deadline, if anything. There are rumors that Bones Highland was is drawing some interest from – uh, Tim Connolly there uh, has been a big fan. So curious to see what that looks like. If they're even suitors, I don't even know where he would fit, but they yeah. have lost Jordan McLaughlin for most of the year. And he's actually mm-hmm. been a pretty impactful player on their second unit. So um, go to Orlando real quick. 
want to know your concerns about Wendell Carter Jr. Um, he's, it seems like his plantar fascia injury has reappeared. This is what yeah. kept him out previously in the this season. Are you concerned about him, and are you picking up Mo Wagner as a result? Yeah, this surprisingly, this gives Mo Wagner a bit of a little staying power here. Um, like you mentioned, this is a previous injury that's kind of flared back up for Wendell. They have the bodies in the front court to kind of make up for that. I think that would be my one concern. Is this going to be a case of Wagner being consistently in a rotation, or are we looking at kind of like a hot hand situation where between he, Mo Bamba, and even Bull Bull, whoever's playing well at that time may get the majority of those minutes? I think that would be my one concern. But given how well Wagner has played recently, I guess you can hop on that bandwagon for the time being. Yeah, I think it's worth it. You know, two straight 20 point performances mm-hmm. gives you the rebounds. Eh, inconsistent, but he'll get you, he'll get you there yeah. if you can get the minutes. But I think more confidently, um, I feel like Mo Bamba and Bull probably Mo Bamba's the one that's on the trade block right now. Yeah. Also Gary Harris and Terrence Ross. So they could there could be some kind of package that Orlando's looking for. Um, there's also rumors that they could be actually wanting to be buyers at the market rather than just sellers, being that they I mean, they're actually pretty close into the playing tournament right now, but they're not dead in the water yet. So I don't know, maybe they go on a little run here, but they have so much depth on that team. They definitely have some assets that they can play around with to try to bolster their team if they want to. Um, But yeah, I I think uh, Mo Wagner is probably the safest just because those other, at least Mo Bamba's on the block and uh, Bo Bo just seems to have fallen out of the rotation, just getting less minutes. So it seems like uh, Jamal Mobley is definitely, or Mosley, excuse me, is definitely uh, looking more for Mo Wagner right now. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer, like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. If you travel, you know when it comes to love. See you soon. Can't wait. The sky is no limit. You know with your Delta Amex card, being oceans apart means meeting in Aruba. And booking a war travel with your card means saving 15% on Delta flights. You know kissing under the bridge of size guarantees eternal love. Because you're the long-distance lovebirds. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Takeoff 15, discount not applicable to partner-operated flights or taxes and fees. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Um, So, yeah, let me know where, where do you go to get your injury news and how can I stay up to date on that? Oh, I go to the Roto World app. Um, you can select your favorite players, players that you have rostered on your fantasy teams, get updates direct to your phone as soon as the news drops. And the app is available in your preferred app store today. All right. And next things up, man, let's talk about some trades. I just touched on it a little bit. Bones Highland reportedly um, from Mark Stein, NBA insider, has said that between lack of playing time and maybe some miscommunications with the but the the coaching staff bones highland is open to be traded and 
the the Denver Nuggets are definitely fielding offers. Doesn't sound like anything substantial has really came out yet. Um, just seems like they've been lowballed. But what are you giving the, the prospects of Bones Highland being moved? Um, and just before you answer that, context: he's still on a rookie deal, so he still looks pretty mm-hmm. attractive. Still have two years left on that. But Bruce Brown has already declined his player option. Yeah. So they have to, if they want to keep him around, they have to find money. And I don't know that all this money can work when you have essentially two backup point guards. So yeah. What are your thoughts on bones Highland getting moved? I think it needs to happen. Um, it's clear that he and Michael Malone don't always mesh. Um, I think the nuggets would like to see a bit more from bones defensively than what he's yeah. shown. Um, and the offense can be a bit inconsistent in terms of shot selection and production. So yeah. He only played five minutes against the Pelicans on Tuesday night. And I think that's a telltale sign that he's on the outs there. Whether or not they move him, we'll see. But I think if they can get someone who can, you know, they, I think the main thing is going to be freeing up money for Bruce Brown. It's quite obvious they really like him. He's going to be expensive in free agency this summer. So freeing up that money for a team that hasn't been one to really willingly go into the tax, I think that's going to be an objective for them. We've also seen Christian Brown kind of emerging here recently as well. Yeah. He gives them that defense and athleticism that they need on the wing. So I think Bones, if you have him rostered, you're either dropping him or you're hoping that he gets moved. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. 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 Um, there's supposedly the Denver Nuggets are looking for a defensive wing who isn't in this market. So like that's <laughs> the, the number one thing that all teams need right now. Mm-hmm. But you're right. I think it's it's crazy. Actually, you know, Bones is getting a, almost a 29 percent usage rate off the bench. Um, so imagine him with like 30 minutes. I mean, that's that's fantasy. That's what you want to see in fantasy. But yeah, we'll see what the potential suitors are looking like. But I think you're right. That five minutes last night was certainly an indication that uh, he's probably going to be moved or the, the Nuggets are definitely going a different direction. Great news for Bruce Brown. He's getting 27% of his minutes, according to basketball reference, at point guard. So if he can play more back those backup point guard minutes, I think you should see a little bit more of an assist spike from him, too, um, and getting more minutes. Um, so Mason Plumley, one of the fantasy surprises of the year, just been absolutely on a tear, top 70 over the last month, double doubles, assists, pretty much doing everything you want from a center. Um, the Charlotte Hornets are in a situation where they have several veterans that are up for contract extensions. Sounds like they want to prioritize PJ Washington and Jalen McDaniels over Mason Plumley, who's 33 years old. Um, and then also Kelly Oubre. Both of those guys are on the block. Yeah. What are you doing with Mason Plumley? Uh, do you think there's a chance that he stays here? I don't see why they wouldn't trade him because he's got an, he's going to be an unrestricted free agent. Why not get at least some second round yeah. picks for him? But right now they're asking for a first round pick for Miles for Mason Plumley, which is a bit mm-hmm. rich. Um, but yeah, what are you doing with Mason Plumley for fantasy perspective? I think if you I think even if he stays, you kind of he's in a tough spot fantasy wise. Just be Williams. You have Nick Richards, two young bigs that I think Charlotte's going to want to get a longer look at, or at least they should, just because that team's not going to be anywhere near the play-in tournament. So get all the time that you can get evaluating those young guys. I think that's going to be the priority for them. I don't know about getting a first-round pick for Mason Plumley, but <laughs> he's yeah. played well. Um, he's improved that's his great. free-throw shooting, which I think is translated to his overall increase in confidence offensively. So – if you're a playoff team, you can get him as a backup center. That would be a really good pull for you. Like you mentioned, though, that, that asking price is a bit a bit much. 
Yeah, I think Dallas is a really intriguing fit there. Yeah. Uh, depending on how long Christian Wood's going to be out. I mean, I think he definitely gives you more than Dwight Powell and, mm-hmm. and I'd argue Maxi Kleba too. And J- JaVale McGee. I mean, I don't know. He barely even gets any minutes right now. So, yeah, yeah I think that I- I'm interested to see what his, his asking price eventually is. Um, Kelly Oubre is always going to be a name I feel like is, is going to be on the trade block, similar to like John mm-hmm. Collins. Um, he's just one of those guys that, you know, he can give you instant offense off the bench. Um, but his price tag also might be a little bit high, just considering that he's coming off a wrist injury. Yeah. Um, don't really know the status of that. So curious to see what happens there. What's the latest on Jay Crowder? Do you think that, I mean, a deal's got to get done at some point. It sounds like the Milwaukee Bucks have the most mm. competitive offer right now. Uh, Suns aren't really interested in Jordan Nuara and um, uh, some second round picks, but feel like Grayson Allen's probably going to pop into that, into that trade consideration. Mm-hmm. But what are your thoughts on, on Crowder? Yes, it was reported early in the week that they've allowed him the opportunity to speak with the Bucks, kind of try to figure some things out there. Um, Milwaukee's kind of got a surplus of wings, especially once Chris Middleton's able to take on his expected workload. So I'm assuming Milwaukee ends up being the destination. How we get there, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But it feels like Miami's not going to happen. That was another like rumored destination earlier in the year. I think that's a great fit just off yeah. of play style. Right. And, and yeah, but yeah, I don't know where they're at with that. Your guess um, is as good as mine. Yeah. <laughs> John Collins um, seems like he's still on the block. There hasn't been. It sounds like New Orleans has made some offers. Doesn't know. I don't really know where he's going to go or if he's going to go. I mean, he's this yeah. is the fourth season that he's been on the trade block. Um, the Atlanta Hawks, you know, Trey Young's been in and out of the lineup. Dejounte Murray's been going off doing his thing. I think Bogdan Bogdanovich has definitely cooled off uh, after a hot start. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Does does do you think that the Atlanta Hawks need a change here? Do you think moving John Collins is the move? And if if they end up actually doing it, who does that benefit? I think they do need to make this move. Um, like you said, he's been mentioning trade rumors for how long now? At a certain point, you just have to you just have to move on. Um, and also, they're going with that guard-dominant attack where he, he can go long stretches without touching the basketball Great in point, a spot yeah. where he can make something happen. So I think if you have Collins rostered, you're really hoping that the Hawks finally move him at the trade deadline. In terms of who it benefits – you know, maybe a Jalen Johnson. I don't think you're going to rush out to add Jalen Johnson. Yeah, or deep, maybe they deep, deep leagues, maybe. Yeah, or maybe they try to play on Nyeka Kangu next to Clint Capella. I don't think I would do it personally, mm. but that might be their best bet without John Collins. Or you just go small. Bogdan Bogdanovich would be a beneficiary. Maybe even AJ Griffin. We've seen him have some good moments when For someone's sure. been out. So. Yeah, I think if anything, we're just hoping that John Collins finally gets traded. Yeah. And uh, the Bulls, Alex Caruso has been a hot name flying around NBA circles. Um, And I just read that Lonzo Ball seems to still be experiencing pain in his knee. I think that does that kind of change the Bulls perspective on wanting to trade him? Um, Because there's a very distinct chance that he doesn't Lonzo Ball does not come back this season. Yeah, I think it does. you're not going to get the distribution ability that Lonzo has, obviously. But if you move Alex Caruso, in addition to not getting Lonzo back, their perimeter defense will be in shambles. So I think you kind of have to hold on to Caruso for that reason. If they're going to try to make a run for a play-in or a playoff spot. And when you have the top three at the Bulls have, 
I have a hard time believing that they would make a move that would kind of actively sabotage those efforts. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, and it's also a pretty nice asking price, man. Caruso's really driven up his stock and, and certainly a player that I think a lot of playoff contending teams would want uh, to bolster their defense and, and perimeter on ball defense. Any other trade trade uh, rumors that you're hearing or anything else you want to talk about in terms of fantasy and the, the trade uh, the, with the trade deadline implications of what that could be? I think Portland um, recently heard reports about Yusuf Nurkic and, and Josh Hart, the latter going to be a free agent this summer. Yeah. Um, being possible trade guys. Um, I think Drew Eubanks is someone that you should probably keep an eye on. Um, and I think he's in a similar spot to uh, Zach Collins down in San Antonio where you're playing a bit more, still coming off the bench, but they can get you some good value in terms of rebounds and, even some defensive numbers in limited minutes. So I don't know if I'd rush out to add Drew Eubanks right now, but I think he's someone to keep tabs on over the next week. Yeah, the block specialist Drew Eubanks, uh, I think he's registered a block in like 10 straight games, um, averaging two blocks over that span. And yeah, I think Nurkic, between his injuries and the trade rumors, certainly someone that I would, I would definitely have on my watch list, can add in deeper leagues if you need some blocks. Um but Josh Hart, I think, is a bit interesting because, like, I think, you know, early on in the season, fantasy perspective, you know, he's a very one of the best rebounding guards in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, so he gives you some sneaky rebounds and also some assists. Doesn't always have those those really good scoring games, but he can shoot the three and, and is competent from the free throw line. Um, so the efficiency is there. It just kind of sucks. Like, I don't, I don't the Portland Trailblazers, you know, like yeah. I feel like they have a roster there. Um, but now Grant Jeremy Grant also is due for a contract. He declined mm-hmm. his his first offer. So at this point, does Portland, if they don't pull string together some wins here, do they look to sell Jeremy Grant because they don't want to pay him? I, I think there's there's some op, there's some really interesting decisions that the Portland Trailblazers have to make here. Yeah, I think they like Grant. Um, you know, he, he waits till the summer. He could possibly get that fifth year from Portland yeah. in an extension, which you can't do during the season. So maybe that has something to do with it. But, yeah, that wing position, it's kind of hard to figure out in terms of fantasy if they move either him or Hart. We've mm-hmm. seen Nasir Little, Shaden Sharp, uh, Gary Payton II all get minutes, but none of them really right. stood out fantasy-wise. Right, right. Yeah, agreed. Um, and Lillard just continues to torch, you know, one yeah. of the best right now, uh, riding an extreme heater. Um, all right, let's get into some of the week 16 schedule, man. Tons of teams have three games left. Uh, I didn't even count it. Um, so about 17 teams have three games left. Um, in shallow leagues, I'd probably, I'd be, I wrote about an article in my top waiver pickups this week. Um, so, you know, if you're in an eight, 10 team league, I think Jeremy Sohan definitely, or Sohan is definitely a guy that you want to pick up. Pat Williams has been surging right now too. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he's still under 50%, so I would give him a look. Victor Oladipo, um, Kyle Lowry, I've talked about it, I think three times this week, but Kyle Lowry is just gross right yeah. now. Uh, <laughs> he's definitely borderline droppable in 12-team mm-hmm. leagues. Eight points, four rebounds, four assists over his last uh, – over the course of January. Um, just really on, on a downturn. And I think that, that his demise is only the benefit to Victor Oladipo, who's racking up a, a considerable amount of assists here. Um and then also Denny Avida uh, that we already talked about. And then um, I would add who else? Um, Dennis Schroeder. Yeah. Lakers play three games. It's not 
it's not sexy or anything like that, but I mean, he's going to continue to get those point guard minutes and uh, could do some threes points and uh, rebounds. Yeah. I, I think I would have add, added Alec Burks into that discussion oh, as yeah, well, yeah. but as you as we mentioned earlier in the show, we lost that Pistons Wizards that game. game. Yeah. So right. that's a tough spot. Like while I'm willing to go all in on Denny Avdia in that spot, not so much with Alec Burks with only two games remaining this week instead of three. So I think that's a tough one. So we can blame Mother Nature for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely unfortunate. Um, and yeah, you mentioned uh, when we were talking about Mason Plumley. I think one of the people that I would definitely be looking to stash is Mark Williams. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. He's he's definitely under twenty percent right now, so you can get ahead of that. And you already mentioned Zach Collins is another guy. You know, playing that Yaka Pertle in the event that he gets traded, you know, there's been rumors of him going to Boston, definitely pick up Zach Collins. Like, I don't think he's going to be a, you know, a breakout star, but yeah. certainly someone that should be rostered in 12, in 12 team formats. Um, and we also mentioned Mo Wagner earlier today. I think he's going to be getting some more minutes. If Wendell Carter jr. Is going to be missing any time. Um, oh, one more mention to Alec Burks. Do you find it interesting that Dwayne Casey started to shake up the rotation and starting Alec Burks, over Killian Hayes, and is that something that worries you for Killian Hayes? It doesn't worry me too much. That he's still going to play plenty, I believe. Um, but it's just kind of weird where you have a team that's going nowhere to remove like a, a guy on a rookie contract from the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just seems kind of strange to me to do that. But the thing is, yeah. Burks has been Burks has been playing well, so maybe this is a situation they kind of have him in the uh, proverbial shop window ahead of the trade deadline. You know, yeah. So, We'll see what happens there, but yeah. That's more so my read on it, too. It's like, hey, let's mm-hmm. showcase our vets, see if we can sneak in some additional second-round picks to continue to build around Cade, Jaden Ivey, Jalen Duren, et cetera. Um, and then, I don't know, we'll see about Bogdanovich, but he's also a guy that has been targeted by many teams, but you know, also carries that first-round asking yeah. price plus some. Um, and for the way he's played, I get it. Um, all right, so let's go into some buy-sell-hold, man. Um just mentioned him, Yaka Pirtle. What are you doing with Yaka Pirtle? Buying, selling, holding. What do you think is how his situation pans out? I'm selling. Um, to be clear, this obviously isn't a case where we're going to drop him. Like, that would be nope. foolish. But they're running, like, a virtual timeshare down there in San Antonio between he and Zach Collins. And it's quite clear they're trying to keep him fresh for the trade deadline. It make sure he's healthy in case the, the right deal comes up. What happens after that if he's still in San Antonio remains to be seen. But yeah, I, I'm I'm out on Jakob Pertl at this point. Yeah, I agree with you, man. It's I think it. I mean, if he goes to Boston, that's just going to be a ridiculous yeah. front court. Um, but yeah, we'll see how what how these uh, trade deadline shapes out. Uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, what are you doing with him? Are you concerned that he might get traded and what that could do to impact his fantasy value? Yeah, I'm concerned just because he he's been a good fantasy player, but he doesn't give you those stats outside of like the points, rebounds, and triples. Yeah. So I think that would be my concern if he that would be my concern if he has moved somewhere else. Because we're talking about a hit of like four or five points per game. That could be bigger for him than it would be some other wings on the, the fantasy market. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um let's see who else here. What about um Rui Hachimura? What are you doing with Rui? I think he's a hesitant buy. And the reason why I say that is that he, he went for 19 and nine 
last night against the Knicks, but he didn't give you any other defensive stats. No assists either. That would be my concern um, because when you're playing alongside LeBron and Anthony Davis, you kind of have to do some of those other things in order to provide proper fantasy value. So I'm buying just because of the opportunity that that represents. But my concern is that he won't get you the steals and the blocks that you're kind of hoping for from someone who's a supplementary player in that rotation. Yeah, I would say uh, I'm okay with Rui. You know, I, I think I'm encouraged by, you know, him playing 40 minutes. Obviously, they went into overtime, but, you know, almost had 20 and 10. Yeah. And the game before that, you know, he had 16 and 4. So certainly a points and rebounds guy that uh, hopefully will improve his efficiency now that he's having to do a little bit less playing around such mm-hmm. stars like LeBron and AD and, and Westbrook. But, um, yeah, I'd say I'd hold him if you have him. I, I would stay. I would stand yeah. pat with it. I think I'd rather have him than Thomas Bryant, but that's also mm-hmm. going to be an interesting wrinkle once he starts getting more back into the into the lineup there because he had a great game two games ago. Um, so yeah, I'm curious to see how this front line kind of shakes out. But I think the Lakers actually he's playing confident. Um, mm-hmm. Like what I saw out there, the the cuts that he was making and the communication with LeBron. Um, couple of really nice assists there. So um, to to Rui. So yeah, I think he's going to have some staying power here. Um, anybody else that you, uh, you have any buy sells? Not off the top of my head. You know, um, I think Jeremy Sohan, we mentioned him earlier. I think he's a clear buy at this point. He had a career high 30 the other night. So he's someone that I'm not going to say he's going to win someone their fantasy league just by having him on the roster. But I think he's yeah. one of those young difference makers where we get into that silly season he's not going to be at risk for losing minutes like some other rookies may be. Um, what about Karis LeVert? Now that Donovan Mitchell's back, what are you thinking sell. there? Buy, sell, selling, 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 selling. Sell. We're selling. <laughs> I, was, I was selling even – I think I was a bit concerned by how he played during Mitchell's most recent stint on the sideline. Um, the shoot, the scoring wasn't there from an efficiency standpoint. And when you have those opportunities, that, that's really harmful to a player's fantasy value. So – on him, but I will give you Tari Eason as a fantasy buy. I, I really like Ooh. what what he could do down the stretch, especially if they finally move Eric Gordon. Yeah, and I definitely that should have added that to the injury report. Kevin Porter Jr. doesn't have a time, no update yeah. on him. So mm-hmm. no update on Kevin Porter Jr. means KJ Martin continues to be fantasy viable for points and rebounds, but more so Tari Eason, who we talked about last week, you know, per 36 monster pretty much a prototypical fantasy player does everything you yeah. want to do except for assists. So yeah, totally agree with that. Probably the most premium buy in stash you can probably have in fantasy right now. Mm-hmm. Agree. All right. That'll do it for round ball stew. Make sure you check back Wednesday, 1 PM Eastern on Twitch. You'll have me, you'll have Raph and uh, make sure you send us some Twitter questions, some questions from Twitter or Twitch. Uh, we'd be happy to answer them as we, Uh, are approaching the fantasy basketball playoffs. So we'll see you next week. Take care. Peace. Thank you. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer, like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.